When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Well, I hope the boys had a good time out of my old stomping grounds there on Prior Felt Lake. Like uh, my best pal, Gary Clerken, lived right down the street from that place. Uh, he had the ski boat and the whole deal, so uh, we hung out there a little bit. Once in a while, if you had the right bartender at the Green Heights, you might be able to get a beer. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. I think it's Green Heights. It looks like it. I mean, it, the, the address is Green Heights Road, so it must be the same place. So They've like probably they redone it. Yeah, it's well, it's right. The water's like. Right here. Yeah, I can see right from some here. of the pictures that yeah. they posted that, that yeah, it's right there yes, on the water. And, uh, and this is a great time of year to be on PL because the water is nice and blue and fresh, and they're probably still not one hundred percent out. Probably that's a yeah, that's a big long lake. You know, it's not that wide across, but it's a long, long lake. And uh, when I was a kid out there. Uh, I mean, a high school guy about it had to be sixty percent cabins. Now there's about three left. I think <laughs> my aunt Marie had a cabin on the lake that had outdoor toilet, oh, not far oh from boy. Green Heights. Okay, that was a cabin, man. That yeah, was, you that's stayed old there. school. And in fact, when we moved there, uh, my my sister, my dad, and my brother was in the military. My sister and my after my mom died, my we moved there, and my dad and I lived in that cabin while they were building the house mm-hmm. in uh in beautiful downtown prior lake and uh my sister stayed with some relatives because she was younger and didn't want to freeze to death and uh it, it was getting a little chilly there in october in the uh cabin with the out the, the, that uh that you know what you go down there for your morning constitutional to the outdoor plumbing at, in October 20th or so. That gets you ready for school, man. You're ready. You're awake when you get <laughs> you're, you're already awake ready to when go. you get to school in the morning, man. You can't <laughs> you can't wait. So anyway, uh yes, uh but this is Friday, the Friday Pre-fun fest, sports right. talk. The boys uh we got the uh, short staff here today. So What's on Manny's mind? That's the question. Well, what's on my mind is, Patrick, my Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of, fi- I kind of figured when they blew game one, yes. they had that big lead in game they were one, in trouble. and then they turned around and lost the game. I kind of figured, okay, they're going to be in trouble because LeBron always wins at least one road game mm-hmm. in every series. Mm-hmm. He's going to find a way to win ro- one road game. Yes. Um, unless he's playing the Warriors in the mm-hmm. finals. But... but that when they blew that first game, mm-hmm. I immediately thought they're in trouble. And then and last they made night, they, they made LeBron's they made LeBron and his teammates very confident uh, yes. by uh, and Kevin Love that one away. Like, Kevin Love looked like Minnesota Kevin, and they Love made last him play night. center. Right? They yeah. made him start at center. Yeah, yeah. He's and been starting at center whenever he's played. I, mean, he's I, uh, I read. Stuff, I was reading something where he and Lou, Lou had a battle. He didn't want to play center, and Lou yeah. Lou basically 
begged him to, and uh, then he goes and gets 31 last night. But LeBron is, oh. is I think this is the best he's played in uh, a couple years, uh, two, yeah. three years, this whole season. Since, this whole season he's been good. I think since his second MVP season with Miami in 2013, yeah. where he statistically had his best season that year. Now, is but this he, year he's, is he's been he incredible. shooting jump shots better than ever, or does it just, I mean, better than he has in years, or does it just seem that way to I me think when it, I watch? I think it seems that way, but he's, I mean, when you consider how much basketball he's played, mm-hmm. and he's in his 15th season now, he's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. When you factor in And it's all about that, his 19th season compared yeah, to everybody else. when you figure else, in all the playoff, playoff games, games and everything. And, the, and, the, and, and the fact that he started when he was 18 right. instead of 20. There's a, there's a lot of miles yep. on that vehicle. And when you when you take all that into account, I think this is the best he's ever played. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, man. He's, he's just been, I mean, now the, the one thing about it, he was it, taking it, last it, night uh, were ridiculous. The one thing about this team is... Uh, and he does. They kind of know when to pack it in. When they're like that game six against Indiana, they said, "Okay, yeah, this ain't gonna work out. We might as well get beat <laughs> early by, on. They could tell. We might as well get beat by twenty five and get them back at our place. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's um. They they when you consider like, and I thought remember when they made that big those two big trades when they got mm-hmm. Rodney Hood and George Hill and all those yeah. guys and they got Isaiah out of town and got Derrick Rose out of town. I thought. Okay, and they played those first couple games, and oh, they looked yeah, terrific. Young, like, oh my up God, and down they're gonna, the court. They're going to steamroll through everybody, and then they just started playing like crap. It was the same old crap well, again. They, uh, defensive, defensively, they're worse than our boys, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're statistically terrible. Yeah, yeah, but, it's pretty uh, bad. But, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I feel sorry. You know who I don't like that well? Kyle Lowry. Yeah? Not at this time of year. I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, DeRozan gets some heat, but. I love DeRozan, but Kyle, I'm not that. He's a yeah. uh, he plays he's had his playoff struggles. He plays point guard like Eric Bledsoe. It's okay. <laughs> I'm keeping the ball. You know the hell with yeah. you guys. Yeah, you know, it's, Teague it's weird. dribbles a lot, but it's not because he's looking for shots. For he's looking to penetrate and get. Then he'll get rid of the ball. But uh, those guys, uh, I don't know. Lowry is, but they got they're good. Sweep City now, don't you think? Oh, gosh. They, 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 I poor mean, Dwayne uh, Casey after having a fantastic it's, year. It's, it's really too bad, too, Pat, because they've had a really good team the last three, four years. And every year they just run into LeBron, and it's mm-hmm. just the same old. They can change the offense because that was the big thing going into this year was, oh, you know, Dwayne Casey's changed the offense. They're, you know, they're shooting more threes and all of that. And the numbers showed that. Like, their mm-hmm. offense was a lot better and a lot more efficient, but... It doesn't matter when you're running to the best player on the planet and the best player in the league for the last decade. And uh, uh, who was it? At, uh, I think Coward. Maybe that's the reason he's quitting. He uh, he guaranteed. He, he, he gave, uh, before this series started, he gave Toronto as his lock of the year to win the win this series. Really? Something, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had him uh, in the finals to start the start the well, playoffs. I was I hoping, they were go I was hoping so. I, I like to see. I mean, those Toronto fans have been pretty dang loyal here the last several years, and, uh, and it's going to be one of those. Go de- it's going to be one of those deals where you're going to pay the price for this one. They're, they're going to. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. okay. They've. They're. It's kind of like the Wild. They're. They're. They finally are paying the price for. Bowing out in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this year well, there's going to be there's going to be a little softness in season tickets. They're gonna uh, they're gonna suffer for this. 
and, last one, and, and uh, Toronto's going to suffer for this one. And and they're in a very similar situation with that the Wild were in. I mean, they're probably a better team relative to their competition than the Wild are, but they got, you know, you got Kyle Lowry locked into a long contract. I think it's like three years. I think he's got like two years left. DeRozan's in a long-term contract. They got they gave Serge Ibaka a four, I think a four-year contract this mm-hmm. past offseason. So they got money locked in. They got some young guys, but there's not a whole lot of um, adjust. There's not very many more adjustments that they can make. I, ta- I heard uh, Phil and uh, Myron talking today, but I got in on the tail end of it. I didn't know that they about uh, possibly trading Wiggins is. The, you haven't seen any rumors like they're shopping. I haven't seen any have rumors. No, no I, I, I did. They were making but... it sound like it's it's something that's being actively. But and maybe there's a report out there. I did, I haven't been I haven't able to find anything. it. So, but I don't know. Uh, that's just a well. The market for him is so low right now, though. They're not going. They can try and trade him, but I just don't think they're going to get much for him at this point. My trade won't work, huh? Georgie <laughs> Wiggins. I get Stephen Adams, and I take Carmelo off your hands. And Paul George is leaving. I don't know if Oklahoma City. I want. Do that. I've decided. I want the brute in the middle. Yeah. I, I'm decided. You want if the, it's big, the big physical White, guy. I want the big guy that so Towns can go run around and make jump shots and go inside when he gets a, you know, yeah. when they go to their second street strength center, then you can put him back in and let him eat him up and do all those things. One guy that is making a lot of money for them that you could probably move and get. Maybe something for his Teague, but if you move him, you don't have a point guard. Yeah, that's true. And that's the problem. So, Unless the guy we saw in the playoffs is going to be running the show oh, next stop year. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we'll be back. Has anybody seen the traffic guy? Is he here? I did see him walk by. He, he is here. He is okay. Here. This is the Sports Talk Edition with Manny, Kenny, and Ricey. Uh, Kenny, yesterday I am uh, going Where to... Where is everybody, by the way? Uh, they were at Green Heights, or Charlie's, out on Prior Lake. It looked gorgeous, by the way. They couldn't have done it without Reavers, though. They needed his input. So, of course they did. To be out there. Uh, so, Kenny, yesterday, I meant, I meant to say this to you, but I forgot. I'm coming out of the tunnel, right? Yeah. Eastbound or westbound? Uh, westbound. Eastbound. All right. I'm coming out of the tunnel, and I'm in the left lane when I come out of the tunnel, right? Inside lane. Hugging I'm it. on the inside hugging lane. Hugging the wall. And uh, who thought it was a good idea to make that little transition from <laughs> 94 to 35 oh my at gosh. that point? I know. A guy, three lanes, Yeah. last moment. Yeah. How many do we kill a year when people make that move? Uh, oh my gosh. That's a good question. A lot of people roll it over with that yes. move. And well, that, this guy was right on the edge of when you hit the, you know, hit the deal. That stretch there usually collects anywhere from one to five wrecks a day. <laughs> Is that right? Because it's so insane. Because you come out of the tunnel and then you have the on ramp from Hennepin yeah. Lindale right yep. there, and everybody's jockeying for position. And yes. what and what you said, the fastest lane there is the inside lane. So people hold that lane until the last second, yeah. and then they rocket across four lanes yeah. of traffic and hit that the ramp. people over on the right who are trying to oh oh god there's yeah, right. a turn it off is, to the u i gotta get there right it, you know my morning job is down in burnsville yeah. so i take i go through the lowry tunnel and i have to get on 35 yeah. from 94 right yeah. there so my challenge is trying to i'm trying to ease over into that far right yeah, lane right. to get under 35 while there's 
And what's happening is on that entry <laughs> ramp, there's people are creating lanes. Yes. There's 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 the lane on the far right that right. wants to stay there and go on 35. And then in that same lane, there's another little pocket lane where people are <laughs> trying to merge onto 94. It's a mess. Yeah, yeah. the uh, CD lane, collector distributor lane. Yeah. And people use that as an extra lane. And the problem is if you go through the tunnel... In the right lane, because you know you're going to take southbound 35W, yeah. you end up going two miles per hour while two lanes over on the inside lane. Yeah. People are rocketing by yeah. at 50, 60. Yeah. And, and it's uh, absolutely but it is insane. So many, it's terrifying. It is amazing how many people you can hear them say in the car, oh, bleep. Right. And then they just yeah. go right. left. The they just second. go left. And now the best part is on yesterday's commute, that wasn't the best move I saw. Damn near guy coming over three lanes, damn near killing everybody. <laughs> Two eighty, yeah, right here, right. A left exit from the left exit. Yeah. Two eighty, yeah. Some gal blows the two eighty exit, and there's that little, you know, like so she wants to stay on ninety. There's that little. But she's, she there's the little shoulder. She right. wants to go on to no. She wants to go on to two eighty. Okay, right. but she missed it. She missed it. Oh. And there's a little, there's a shoulder, the big wide shoulder right. there. Yeah, she stops. Put oh. her. In She's reverse. gonna back her up. She's waiting no. for that moment when yeah. she can back up. Yeah. Honey, you'll be here no. till twelve thirty a.m. My God, people are <laughs> see, so damn I've seen about, that move too. Oh. See, see, my see what I was getting at was, you know, you're going eastbound on ninety four, <laughs> and it tells you. Two miles back. Yeah, left exit. Two eighty left left exit only. Yes. Like this is not. Oh yeah, and then they boom. This you stay here and you go on two eighty. Yeah, yeah. But you get people that wait till the last second, and then they then they slow down and then they <laughs> then they then they're trying to stay because they want to stay on ninety four and keep going mm-hmm. eastbound. But they slow down and they they sit there right when <laughs> right when that split happens and they sit there. It's terrible. That whole uh, that somebody was telling me that was I don't know a traffic reporter or not not like you but a guy that. A real they, one? Some, no, some of those, like a newspaper guy was telling me that oh. they've had, like, the experts who come in nationally and look at them and say, who in the hell yeah. designed this whole oh, mess here? Right, right. Were you smoking meth or uh, <laughs> what was it? When you brought up the tunnel, though, I thought for sure you were going to mention westbound 94 because the complaint I hear all the time is the exit from westbound 94 to westbound 394 oh yeah where people always in the tunnel the ones that do it every day a couple times a day they stay in the far left lane of westbound 94 through the tunnel and as soon as they get out of the tunnel they rock it over (laughs) there's two lanes you can make there yes yes but that yeah but if you end up in the second one instead of the first i always feel more comfortable in the right lane yeah because if you're in the next one uh, you always get the guy that said, I don't want to be in this lane. Right. You know? Right. If As- you're in the center lane, you have the option to either go westbound 394 or continue on westbound 94. And that, but, that, but that's the crash lane. But, that, yeah. but, but the 394 turn is also it's like taking a corner at the Indy 500. It's that's the real. funnest corner in the history of corners if you're on a sport bike yeah. and if it's 3 in the morning. Yes, right. If you're all alone on that corner, my goodness, is that a fun corner. <laughs> but the rest of the day, it's it's a nightmare. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's really difficult. My big complaint, uh, my beef, Patrick, is this summer of construction we're going to have here. Yeah. And uh, There's going to be people inventing way, places to drive. <laughs> Go and, ahead. And it's been a topic in all the newspapers, and I see this discussed all 
the time how people are changing their habits and they're looking for different routes and there are going to be more buses and more carpool parking and all this. I almost swore almost this is all this BS and nobody brings up the real answer. The super easy answer, drag your fat ass out of bed two hours earlier, get on the freeway by 6 a.m. Get your work done and leave early. You will roll into downtown free and easy on any route Mm -hmm. you want, and you won't be upset. You won't sit in traffic. All you have to do is find out, figure out what to do with yourself between 6 a.m. and say your work starts at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Be at a coffee shop, sleep in your car, sit in your car and cry, uh, <laughs> go up to your office and take a nap well, or well, serve the porn, other thing anything. is everybody, well, take the bus. And then, then the next graph is now the buses are going to be delayed, too, right. because of this right. traffic. Right. Yeah. So the first time somebody's on the bus for an hour and a half, they're never taking the bus again, no, right? They're no. gonna They're going to... Try their own devices. And I'm so sick of these people shoving the bus and shoving the train <laughs> down our throat like we're begging for it. Nobody wants to sit on the bleeping bus. Well, if you could get on the other get If you could get to the train, the train would be fine. But how do you get to the train? Yeah, that's another know. thing. There's going to be a lot of uh, overfull parking in South Minneapolis. And there, there aren't any parking lots for the train in South Minneapolis. People just park in the streets. So that's going to screw that and up. And by the way, I still say the greatest... Uh, thing we've ever done is we had 35w and we had the nightmare of trying to get across the river yes so let's build a train that doesn't get Go across, across the, the river, river. <laughs> right. right you can let's, tunnel under that is, let's spend the other 200 million and go across the river yeah, yeah and they uh, build this big elaborate tunnel system under the airport and all of that nonsense <laughs> and it goes to the mall but you don't go over the river you're literally right next to the bleeping river go across the river right. that's, oh uh, my goodness that's what i, uh, that's what I said that's the met council for you okay okay all righty. Well, uh, we uh, shall return. We got to see uh, what's going on with Brucey Boy. That's right. Uh, Sports Talk will be back in uh, just a moment, but now it's time to head out east and get the Your Money Now report. It comes to us courtesy of uh, Federated Insurance, where it is their business to protect yours. Here is Mr. Bruce Vale. I don't imagine you have to deal with bad traffic out east, do you, Bruce? Uh, we have plenty of bad traffic here. <laughs> Fortunately, the time of day I work, I get to miss it coming and going. So, But it's pretty bad in some spots. Uh, Manny stocks were higher to end the week, buoyed by a rally in the tech sector. The Dow Jones Industrial Average climbed 332 points. That's the biggest gain in about three weeks. The Dow closed at 24,262. The NASDAQ composite gained 121 points. The S&P 500 rose 33, but the market still was mixed for the full week. The U.S.-China trade spat is cutting into the flow of soybeans, pork, and other commodities from U.S. farms to one of the world's biggest markets. Since early April, when China announced tariffs on some U.S. agricultural goods and threatened to target others, Chinese importers have canceled purchases of corn and cut orders for pork, soybeans, and sorghum. The Wall Street Journal says the chill in agricultural trade is sending jitters through the farm belt, which for years has sent farmers on trade missions to cultivate the Chinese market. Amazon is now in the dog food business. WAG, a line of kibble available exclusively for Prime members, launched this week. The line will begin with dry food and then add more products later. It adds to Amazon's rapidly expanding private label line of products. I'm Bruce Vail with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, thank you very much, Bruce. Have a nice weekend. We'll, we'll uh, speak again. 
on Monday. We'll check traffic here. This one's sponsored by KFC. And uh, watch out for a crash inbound 394 at Louie. All lanes are open, but it did block everything for quite a while. So you'll see a backup kicking in around General Mills. This summer, get a crispy chicken tenders $20 fill-up. The meal includes 12 extra crispy chicken tenders plus all the fixings for it's all right let me do a little bit of traffic here before we get back into the uh, program patrick it's the typical friday melee we do have crashes all over i mentioned the inbound 394 wreck at louis the guy blew a tire on his truck he was pulling a trailer so he spun that around and blocked for a while, thankfully, on the shoulder there. Somebody lost at eastbound 94 prior to 101 in Rogers. They're way down in the weeds. We also have a wreck eastbound 94 between 55 and 394. And huge levels everywhere, like westbound 694, 35W over to 100. Already almost a 20-minute drive in the outbound crowd on westbound 94, 494 up to 101 in Rogers, seeing 15 minutes. And we spoke about 94 before the break. Uh, actually, 94 will be closed this weekend between 394 oh, and 35W. Yeah, That's a big one. 10 p.m. today through 5 a.m. on Monday. And part of that closure also includes shutting down Hennepin Lindale between Dunwoody and Oak Grove. And unfortunately, this is the first of three weekend closures for 94. And then in South Minneapolis, oh, you're going to love this. They've been restriping Portland and Park to make an extra bus lane. So basically, you're going to have one car lane because you got the bike lane. Now we're going to have a bus say, lane. Yep. You know, yep, when wow. I was at the Star Trombone in the mid-60s, I took Portland yeah. out and park back. Yeah, and it was awesome. And it was great. Yeah, it was the best four thing lanes, ever. Yes. you go 80. Yes, it was the best <laughs> thing cared. ever. Now we got a lane and a half. Yeah, and it's dragging, and the bicycle riders love it, and everybody else hates it. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, Port, uh, Portland closing this weekend between 15th and 31st. That's uh, 7 p.m. today through 7 p.m. on Sunday. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still not seeing a lot of bike riders using mm-hmm. these bike lanes. You and know, maybe it's I, just the time of day that I'm driving. You know but, what I saw the other day, though? Saw somebody riding a bike on Portland. Well, I, was, I came in in the morning on Portland, and I saw some gal riding a bike. It's mm. all about you, first, baby. First time. First time. <laughs> yeah. You know how much it's. You know how much we've spent for you to ride that bike, honey. Hope you're happy. <laughs> all right. I uh, I was thinking. Uh, we got the we got the loons playing here, right? We got mm-hmm. them on the station. This is their second year. And I was thinking the other day when I said to uh, Andy Greeter. I said, now, Christian Ramirez, he's the guy who plays for Costa Rica, right? Mm-hmm. He said, no, it's uh, Francisco Calvo that plays for Puerto Rico. How could you get I that wrong? Costa Rica. But I'm thinking, who are these guys? <laughs> we knew who the kicks were, yeah. right? Even I, I was covering the Twins. Willie, and you, well, for one thing, they only had about 14 guys. And they didn't <laughs> have transfer periods, and they didn't change the roster. And the same guys played every game. Yeah, And we knew them all. We knew Ace and Willie and Merrick and Ron Fucher and uh, all, all the guys. You knew them all. So I thought I'd do a piece on that today. So I uh, called uh, Willie and Merrick the last couple of days. They're both still in town. They're, these Englishman who came over here. Really? Yeah, Alan Will, uh, Alan Willie, who was their greatest player ever, probably the best soccer player that's ever been in Minnesota professionally. He's just working for some company in Bloomington, non sports hmm. company, no for about kidding. twenty years. Yeah. Huh. And Merrick's Merrick's kind of been in soccer, but now he's got some other business going. 
And uh, Jeff Barnett was here for years. I think he owned the bar up in uh, on Gull Lake there for a number of years. And then uh, Tino, of course, is is here. But uh, the the best thing about talking to these old guys is you get the Freddie Goodwin stories because Freddie was the the president and the coach. Then you know he just ran the whole thing, and he was a famous English soccer and cricket player. But they got him over here, and Here's what you got to realize in this when they came here in 1976, English soccer, there was no Premier League, it was just the first division. Okay, Alan Merrick told me that he was approaching his 10th year with a team in Bournemouth or somebody over in in uh England, and they were he was like a month away from his 10th anniversary, and the and the thing they did back then was. They'd have a testimonial game for you on your 10th anniversary, and you got to keep the proceeds. Wow. So they caught cool. him. Oh. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't oh. want to give him the... Uh, Bastards. They didn't want to give him the money, so wow. he ended up coming over here. But uh, the best Freddie stories, you know, my friend Dave Ferroni, who was the PR guy for the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, been at NASCAR for years, you know, he's a... He's uh, the the PR guy for uh, Truex last year when oh. they won the championship. Oh, really? Oh. But he's a character. He had he had Herbie, and he had and then he he had the Fighting Saints. He was a PR that guy there when they the paychecks used to come and they'd all run to the bank to see who. <laughs> it was like they'd all <laughs> sit there and say, hey, "How you doing?" All of a sudden, they'd all be walking and then they'd burst in. They'd start running because there'd only be about five checks and clear the bank. Oh, <laughs> so he's had he's had all these crazy things, but he ends up with Freddie. Funny. And Freddie, they keep losing the shootout, which is kind of a new thing. But they're they were kind of like the wild when they first started. They couldn't win a shootout, right? So this is in the middle of the energy crisis, and Freddie promises Uh-oh. a full tank of gas <laughs> if they win the shootout. Okay, the, but for everybody, not or for everybody. Oh, just the shooters. Oh, okay. And then, but Tino was the goalie, right? He didn't give Tino a tank of gas because Tino was driving a Chrysler New Yorker. <laughs> so he said, "So he said only the shooters, not the goalie. Even oh, though the goalie goodness. has to stop shots for you to win it, he wouldn't give Tino. He wouldn't give Tino a tank of gas because he's a Chrysler New Yorker." And oh, my uh, word. the other uh, the other thing that one of the guys told me is he got he he tried to get them to wear these. They were going to come over, and this was the mod era of America. You know, you know right. the mod, goofy dressing. Yeah. Freddie got some deal on, like, these team color leisure suits oh, that he wanted them all. <laughs> and, and Alan Merrick told me, the pocket, the front pocket was big enough to put a soccer shoe in, yeah. he said. <laughs> and all these big lapels. And they, uh, Freddie had all these suits, and they said, we aren't wearing those suits, Freddie. We aren't wearing those suits. I spent fifty dollars on all these suits. Come on! <laughs> but uh, you got to be older than you guys to have partied out there. Uh, no, was, I was I was here and uh, I went to. I, I never saw a match once, but boy, did I but, see but, the parking lot. Man, it was seventy six, so it had to be like what you had to be. How old? You know, what? Yeah, you, you I, couldn't have been too old. No, when did they shut down? Eighty one. Yeah, I was. 81. Yeah, I had. You got out there at the yeah, end. Yeah. 
Oh, it's uh, it was, uh, it, and by then I think they might have been charging for parking because they didn't charge for parking at first. And they played at Met Stadium. Yeah, right? okay. that was oh, the yeah. only way to first, make money. They uh, they started the first game they ever played. I got this in my column. They played North Dakota State in an exhibition because they didn't know who to play, <laughs> and they they all landed here like April seventh from England, and they had a first game like two weeks later, and they didn't know each other and. <laughs> So they flew up to North Dakota State to play in Fargo, and it's snowing and sleeting and raining, and Ace Nestalenko, the great player from South Africa who died at age 50 for no reason, you know, it's just one of the great, but he was probably their best player. And Merrick and he were roommates the night before, and they he Merrick gets up in the morning, and Ace is just staring out the window. And he says, uh, what's going on, Ace? He says, Hey, Alan, you have to go tell Freddie I can't play in this. He's from South Africa. I can't play. You you have to go tell Fred I can't play. So Merrick went and made a deal with a good one that if Ace scored two goals, as soon as Ace scored two goals, he could Pull stop out. playing. He scored two goals in the first six minutes and just walked off the field. <laughs> well, actually proving himself yeah. wrong that he can, in fact, yeah. play yeah. in this but stuff. But that, that has all the makings of a movie script. Oh, that, well, I, whole, I mean, that's the whole thing was a huge cluster. Well, they were, uh, you know, they were all the, all the grocery guys that bought the team. Jack Crocker from Super Value, Don Byerly. Yeah. Don Byerly picked up Merrick and his family at the airport. They didn't Really? They didn't know each other. He's holding up a sign, and the Uber <laughs> drivers were the owners, you know. Yeah. And they had a, but uh, they were, uh, you know, they come to town the first game they ever played, May 9th, 1976. They have free parking, and then there's big ticket lines. They got more people than they expect. So you remember this, Kenny? They let them in for free. They had like 2,000 people in a line, and they let them in for free. I right? know. Because no, the match was that. starting. Okay. Once those people got in, they wanted to get back out. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, they let them in. And, of course, Calvin is the Twins owner, and he's got the reputation of being the most frugal guy ever. So it just became the greatest piece. These guys let us in for free, Calvin. Oh, you know, no. and Although everybody thought the Twins were upset about it. Well, they owned the concession. So they. Uh, so is that they, how? They were, they were very happy. Is that why Calvin let them? I, I mean, I'm having a hard time picturing. No, well, he didn't run the stadium. Oh. He didn't run the stadium. Oh. So they could rent it to him. Okay. Of course, the famous story is the Airstream. The, uh, the you know, the Airstream has all these 75-year-olds, and they have a convention every year where they get a 1,500, 2,000 Airstream show up, and the old people, you know, go someplace for a week or something. And they were trying to get it at Met Stadium for the next year. And the committee shows up and they park their Airstreams out in the parking yeah. lot. And they're going to take them to a kicks game. And they take them to a kicks game. And when they come out, those Airstreams were being used for uh, various, as support for various activities. See <laughs> right there, they, that's in a movie. They didn't that's get the convention. They didn't get the convention. If this Airstream is a rockin'. On top of it, up against it. And might have been a few break-ins, too. I don't know. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. It was, uh, you know. Scandalous. And the funny thing is, they got families out there too you know they've got the kids out there and they just the parents just put their hands over their eyes or something <laughs> like that but but they were uh you know they were 
They were fun, but we know who they were. They didn't change the roster, and it, uh, soccer wasn't as sophisticated as it is now. So, anyway, it was. I had fun talking to those two guys. We shall be back. Uh, several years in the newspaper business, I've had to read the uh, final column of uh, many of my acquaintances that have either uh, retired or been retired by newspapers as they cut down on the number of uh, of employees. And uh, Bud Shaw, friend of mine from the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and uh, younger than me, by the way, has uh, just I just saw his last column that he's written for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Have we had him on the ride before? Uh, we, we had Bill Livingston on. I, okay. I'm not sure we ever got Bud. But Livingston's a pal of mine. I think he's retiring at the end of the year, too. But uh, I'm thinking every one of these columns, while they're variously good readers... They're all kind of tributes to the city and the job and, the, you know, they're tributes to everybody. Right. And I have this irresistible urge when it comes time for me uh, to write oh my... Boy, I know what you're going to do, man. To just go out and hack everybody. Yeah, yeah Tom Powers style. <laughs> absolutely. Nobody, yeah, absolutely. But nobody would get the satire, would they? No. That they, would they, be the problem. No, they, of course. They would not get right. the idea that oh, you're having fun with them. He's a bitter old man. Yes, yeah. He deserves to die and, I and go to hell. suppose part of the fun would be nobody would get it. Well. That would be part of the fun, right? <laughs> Not that he needs to channel any other cantankerous sports writer. But feeling extra salty, we now present Royce's Tom Powers moment. <laughs> my hero. Oh, my God, I love Tom Powers. Yeah, well, he, the, the trouble is, he kind of, he, his, his final real. moment was on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, yeah. In the yeah. morning, you know. He never, got a off chance, on everybody. he never got a chance to write that last column, which would have been a classic. But, yeah. uh I guess when push come to shove, I probably won't have the guts. And you know why? Not because of anything except my wife would get so mad at me if she started hearing that from people. Yeah, of course it she might would. not be worth because she doesn't get anything. I was trying to tell her about Heinrich. <laughs> she says that's stupid. Yeah. I said, of course it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's the whole point. She just, she just, <laughs> she just does not. Uh, she does. She doesn't understand that. So yeah. I, I don't know, but it'll be tempting. It'd be tempting to write. Would you start with? Oh, half of it would be making fun of Twin Cities being left with PJ. I'm sure. I'd be, you know, <laughs> you're, you're welcome to this moron or something like. that. But it would I have to be timeless, so you could go back in oh, ten yes, years and yes, reread it, yes. and it would still be. Oh yes, it, it would, would still be timely. And yes, it would. I mean, but when you made last year's turkey about you, people didn't get that. Then it was me. Yeah, uh, pe- I, people. Uh, yeah, and. I'm people, still baffled. That. Some people did, though. Some people said you gave it to yourself, but you actually gave it to Sid. <laughs> well, <laughs> you did read it then. <laughs> Thank I, you. I am. I am to this day still baffled about the when Bo Ryan was stepping down from Wisconsin when you tweeted out that hearing rumors that Richard, Richard Pitino, Pitino. Been, and people like actually thought oh, you were yeah, serious, well, including the Wisconsin people. Gosh, that cracked me up. Oh yeah. Well, there's uh, Twitter is not a good word, but uh, that would be kind of fun. But Bud wrote a pretty good piece. But Bud has a pretty good thing about it. When he went there, he'd been married for ten days. He just married this gal, and he was he, he got the National. Remember that sports, the Frank the Ford sports newspaper that went under and left all these guys hanging, and 
And uh, DeFord ended up writing a book about it, but Bud was there, so he needed a job. So he goes to work at the plane dealer. What year? What year was that? Oh, 90. 90. Okay. So uh, Bud, Bud tells his wife what a great sports town Cleveland is, and you'll enjoy it. And he said, <laughs> of course, the option was unemployment. But yeah. uh, so the yeah. first game, they, they, he takes her to this ball game in the afternoon with the, when the Indians are still terrible, 1991. First game of a doubleheader, they get beat eleven to nothing, and if, and during the game, and his wife turns to him and says, "If this is such a great sports town, why can I hear the catcher talking to the pitcher?" <laughs> <laughs> which was, which uh, which is a pretty good line to say the least. All righty, uh, we shall return and see what we have on the show. I, I'm curious to find out myself. Kenny, that's it. The boys were out in my old stomping grounds today, Briar Lake, uh, to celebrate the garage opener and uh, the 25th anniversary season of Garage Logic. And uh, it had to be a beautiful day out there on Briar Lake at Charlie's. And again, I think that's the old Green Heights out there, which is right on top of the water. And it's a fantastic location. And they've expanded it quite a bit since the day, uh, since I was out there 50 years ago. But It certainly uh, looked like a gorgeous day out yes, there, though. and uh, Briar Lake is, uh, it, uh, you know, I left full of Minnesota. It was a sad time, but I landed on my feet coming to Briar Lake, which, by the way, at the time, had about 600 people. It's gotten a little <laughs> it's grown larger. quite a bit It's gotten a little since. larger, although in the summer... There were a lot of people that came out and lived in the cabins. Uh, the uh, mom and the two girls would come out and live in the cabin, and the old man would go to work, and uh, that was good. We, so we, when, we, when did you move to Prior Lake? Uh, summer of 62, uh, okay. like in June of 62, and uh, graduated from high school there. Okay. I was a junior. I, was, I came from my senior year in high school. Fortunately, I, was, uh, I got to meet uh, some of the uh, fellas in the – in the, that summer, then in uh, Prior Lake, I got to know some guys I was going to be in school with, and became good buddies with them. And they had introduced me to beer, and that was a, that was nice. So, yeah, we had a good old time. Prior, Prior Lake was a great town, and uh, it's it, it still is, although it's uh, rather large compared to what it was. So anyway, uh, today we will we will have a fantastic musical guest, but we're not going to reveal him. Uh, it's, it's such a it's in honor of a current document, a documentary that's running on uh, mm-hmm. on uh, HBO. I'll, I'll say that. And uh, R- Randy Sampson uh, Canterbury opens tonight at six thirty, and of course, open for the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Randy Sampson, I think this is year twenty four since the Sampsons and their group uh, bought uh, Canterbury and took over a what was basically a dead operation out there, and they've had a lot of success. We'll talk to Randy and. The Vikings had their come on out and talk to us for the media today at their uh, informal workouts or whatever's going on. And Collar was out there, so we'll ask Collar. What and was for going Spielman, on. was it come on out so I can give you absolutely nothing? I don't even think he showed up today. I think <laughs> this was uh, talking to coaches and maybe getting a little access to players. And uh, I'm not sure how it works, but I, all I know is if uh, if uh, the Vikings say in the early may that we have access to players whoosh here they come everybody we we all show up and uh, that's good because this is a 
at least you got different stories at this time of year. You got new guys to talk to. You know, you got you got new bodies. So and apparently they started. I heard uh, the boys talking about this on GL earlier. Uh, I think it was one of, part of Johnny's news that apparently they're going to start turning the lights off. At yes, the, uh, yeah, the they announced that today, eleven some, p.m. Yeah, so people eleven people were, p.m. People in the surrounding well, communities apparently were complaining if you about had a that. house. If you had a house across the you know across the highway, it was like it was like noon. Yeah. It was uh, it was rather so they uh, I guess they decided and they're trying to act like they're these benevolent guys for doing it, you know, <laughs> trying to act like oh we didn't have and by the way they turn them back on at six a.m. Right? Why? Yeah. It's you don't have to do it in the summer. Right. It's the sun's light. coming up at yeah, six the o'clock. Lights, yeah, the sun's up. So anyway, all right, we uh, shall uh, return. I said Randy Sampson and Collar will be with us, and uh, we will have a fantastic. Musical guest, and we'll take some time to make fun of the twins. Good old Friday Fun Fest coming up. the Friday Fun Fest. Good news. You started a company. Now you have to run it. When you look out into the sea of CRMs, it can look extremely blue. But HubSpot is here to give your company a more human approach. We're a CRM that's easy to use, aligns all your teams seamlessly, and delivers a better experience for your customers. So your business feels like a helpful partner and not just some company trying to force a sale. There's a better way to help grow your business by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. HubSpot. Grow better.